Welcome back to Elite's Flourish podcast, where we discuss how to flourish through our challenges and elevate voices across William & Mary's campus. My name is Jenny Helmendaller, and today we are continuing on with our Eight Dimensions series. We are talking to WA's Emma Herber and Raven Pierce. How are y'all doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having us. Yes, I'm good too. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so today we're talking about the social dimension. So can y'all describe to me what is the social dimension of wellness? Yeah, so I'll start. Um, the social dimension of wellness is about how we interact with our community and the people around us in a way that benefits us and doesn't hurt our other areas of wellness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much just how we connect with others and having others there to pick us up when we are down is a big part of it too. Mm-hmm. And so why do both of you care about social wellness? I would say for me, I think it's really important to have a strong, trustable community you can lean on to for support through pretty much anything, the good and the bad. And I think it's really important to not focus on how many people are in your support, but that you just have strong people in it, no matter how big it is. But also that um, you do take time for yourself to recharge so that you are able to show up for others the best you can. Yeah, I completely agree. Um What you said, Raven, reminded me of depth over breath. It's so important that the people around you are helping you become a better version of yourself. And this dimension is particularly important to me because I think it's easy to put others first or to not maybe value your social welfare um, as much as you should. So it's all a learning curve, and that's why I think it's important that we talk about social well-being as one of the important dimensions of wellness so that all the other dimensions are balanced as well. Yeah, I really like that idea of close versus loose ties. And I think in college, it can be so easy to get caught up. And like, especially like, for instance, right now we are recording this during orientation. And so you're just kind of thrust into that environment. Like, what do you observe, Emma? Yeah, so I'm an orientation aide for this orientation. And it's definitely nostalgic watching the freshmen, you know, make those initial ties. And I think this is a time where freshmen get or new students in general just get caught up in comparing their relationships to others. It's easy to, you know, stand on a field where everyone is chatting and feel like you are not fitting in or maybe you're not talking to enough people. But um, what's really important is that the people around you are people who you care about and who, like Raven said, that you trust. But again, it's a learning curve, and, you know, that's not easy to see when you're a new student, and I'm sure they'll find their way, but it definitely, you can see them kind of starting to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really feel like you brought up a, a big thing. A lot of people feel maybe lonely or pressured to make friends so they aren't, like, the only one walking around with their group or maybe just so that they can feel comfortable, you know, just as simple as eating lunch with their group. But I think a big thing about it is to just realize that everyone might be just as nervous as you to make friends. And just don't go into it thinking everyone has to be a best friend so easily. It's okay to, you know, just ease into, you know, social interaction. Yeah, Yeah, it definitely took me a while, I think, in college to sort of find a group of people that, like, I really like clicked with and that can be scary especially like coming into orientation I feel like there's that expectation yeah that like oh I need to find my people day one (laughs) these are my what the rider dies (laughs) um but yeah I mean so why we we talked about like why y'all care about it but just as an overarching thing why is it so important like what happens if we 
maybe don't have the social life that we want to. I definitely think it can take a toll on your mental health and then like affect even your like academic life or other aspects or dimensions of wellness too. Like just have like kind of what I was saying earlier and everyone has been just saying like being able to rely on some more, just talk things out can help, you know, you make better decisions, but also to just know that you aren't alone. Cause like we talk about a lot of stress glorification culture here and being alone can like, I guess, heighten your feelings of like low self-worth or that you're so stressed out and the only one going through things. But just to be able to talk things out with others and get advice, even if that isn't peer advice, coming to the counseling center or just speaking with trusted faculty is really beneficial. Yeah, I think that your social circle can impact a lot of your other dimensions of wellness. I mean, it's easy to think, first of emotional and mental wellness which definitely is one of the most correlated factors if you're not surrounded by people that you trust or that you feel comfortable around it can be exhausting and you run out of the energy to support yourself because you're so busy trying to fit into a group that maybe you don't feel comfortable with but it can also impact so many of the other dimensions like what comes to mind is financial if you don't have a group of people who you trust or who you feel open with you could find yourself feeling pressured to make financial decisions that maybe don't aren't reflective of your situation. I even thought about that one. Yeah. And that's like definitely easy to fall into, especially as we're talking about new students. And again, like intellectual, if you don't surround yourself with people who maybe value your academics as much as you do, like that's getting impacted. And all of it kind of comes together in just a state of exhaustion. And we've all been there. Like it happens, but it's important to learn and think about what makes you feel good with the people that you're surrounded by. And how do we know maybe that we're not in a social group that we are really comfortable in? Because I think a lot of times it's like, oh, I'm hanging out with these people. Like, this is this is fine. Yeah, <laughs> I think like this was hard for me to learn because you can have a lot of fun with people who maybe aren't the best for your well-being. And that's okay, too. Like, not everyone you hang out with has to be, like, your best perfect match. And that's okay to just have people around to have fun, absolutely. And that's important in its own right. But something that I've learned is paying attention to how you feel after you hang out with people. When you leave an interaction, you should feel recharged and happy and, you know, not exhausted or drained. And that's, like, the biggest lesson that I think I've learned is truly like sitting a little bit with yourself after you spend time with people and thinking like, how do I feel after that social interaction and just taking that into account. You just brought up so many good things. One thing I think really stuck out to me is like you were saying to pay attention to how you feel after, but I I also personally pay attention to how feel before interacting with someone because like sometimes with some people I just get really apprehensive and anxious like I don't know it's like an unexplainable and I feel like that should be really you know you should listen to your body but also like you were saying Emma just to know that everyone and 
isn't your best friend, doesn't have to be your best friend, but it's okay to have, like, different, I guess, levels of friends in college because, mm-hmm. you know, different people serve different purposes. You may come to certain people for one thing and others for others. But even if you do, like, happen to make a bad friend or meet a bad apple, <laughs> it is a learning experience. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I've learned to not, like, beat myself up. Like, I should have, you know, been more careful, been more smart. Like you were saying, with the financial decisions, too. It's all just a learning experience. Yeah. And I think another important thing to note is like there are different kinds of drained. Like I have some friends who are really big introverts. So after a social interaction, even if it's with really close, good friends, like they just feel a little bit drained and that's okay. But you shouldn't feel like, like, oh, okay. Like you shouldn't be, as you Mm -hmm. were saying, Raven, you shouldn't be dreading kind Mm -hmm. of (laughs) to be hanging out with them. You shouldn't be like feeling more insecure about Mm -hmm. the relationship Mm -hmm. or with yourself after hanging out with them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's really important to feel like you're being supported by your Mm -hmm. friends. Um, But yeah, that being said, so how do y'all care about your social wellness? Like besides your friends, your friend groups, what do you do to get out there? I would say this year probably will look a bit different because this is my last year and I'm really trying to be in you know grind mode and really prioritize my classes study time homework time and for me I think it looks like being intentional about social time because it is easy for me to be like really introverted and I kind of love saying no sometimes because I you know love having boundaries but I think it is a time where it you should you know have fun have play it's just as important as working and being able to, like, be intentional, like, you know what, today um, I want to set a t- aside time to have lunch with a friend or, you know, call a friend if that's all I do. But just, you know, to be intentional about making time because it's really easy to get burnt out in school, no matter, like, what school you're at. So I feel like really being intentional with your social time. Yeah, going off that, actually, um, I'm – Personally, it's more recharging for me to spend time with people, but again, the right people. Um, And something that my therapist told me once was like, I was having a really hard time like focusing when I had time to study. Like I would just like waste it by like doing, you know, TikTok or Netflix or whatever. And then when I had free time to spend time with people that I care about, I couldn't because I had procrastinated all day. And something that like she told me was like, you're intentionally self-destructing by like wasting your productive time. And then you have, you don't actually have the free time to do the things that like recharge you and make you a happier person. And this touches into like your intellectual well-being and a couple of the other dimensions. But I think being aware of what I was doing was really helpful because it helped me like, you know, ground myself and be like, okay, don't self-destruct right now. Like Mm -hmm. do the things you need to do so that later you can work on your social dimension or you can work on your emotional and mental dimension so that you're a happier, more well-rounded person. So that's something that I learned about last year that I'm definitely still working on like implementing this coming year. That's really good. Yeah. And so what are some other resources on campus that we can like consult because I know we have how many how many clubs do we have <laughs> oh I think my god like 400 honestly really I think it might be don't maybe don't quote me on that <laughs> it's a yeah, lot though it is yeah um I would say just exactly what you're saying Emma clubs would probably be the first thing that come to mind besides like just friend groups because I feel like a lot of times just being like me going to meetings sometimes was a stretch because exactly what you were saying. I procrastinate the time I do have for work and then I feel guilty about mm-hmm. being social or going to social 
or meetings. But when you do accomplish what you need to accomplish, when you should, really just even if you're not even speaking, just sometimes being around people can just boost your mood. Um, The vibes can just rub off on you. I would say, I think besides that, like another dimension of like environmental wellness, um, like going for a walk with Mm -hmm. a friend or like a group because there's some really pretty scenic places on campus can really do wonders, I feel like, for your mental health, especially when you've been inside all day studying. Yes. Something that comes to mind also is student happenings, which I, when I was a freshman, felt like I was not involved and I had no idea where to start. And one of my close friends was like, do you read the student happenings? And I was like, no. Um, (laughs) But now I read every single one of them all the way to the bottom. I cannot stress it enough. Like, that is the way to get involved on campus, the easiest way, like reading what opportunities there are. And then also, like, look around at club meetings or at different organizations and then see where you see yourself like even or even if you don't see yourself but you see people that you want to be reflected in like for me becoming an OA an orientation aide was because I saw people who were so free like they were just cheering and like had no qualms about it and I was like that is what I want to be like on this campus and like watching and reading the student happenings and just seeing where you want to be is a great way to like start to find people that you feel like are healthy to be around. We have a new app called Nod that the Wellness Center has, which is a great opportunity to use technology for the better. Um, It encourages new students and all students to get out and um, do real life. They're like challenges and they're real life challenges. So it'll be like the app will challenge you to go out and join a new club or go to an event you haven't ever been before. And you get like points for it. And the whole point is to use technology in order to create real human connections yeah i know a bit about it i had the app on my phone one one time before but i really think it's helpful especially for people who may be more introverted or just having like social anxiety because a part of like being really apprehensive about social interactions may be like you know um being nervous you won't say the right things or not have any things to talk about but yeah not is really helpful for bringing in like conversation topics and um, just ways to break the ice, just tips, which, I mean, it, it wouldn't hurt to try. I feel like it's a really good resource for anyone. Just, you know, you scrolling on your phone, your downtime. Yeah, and it just gives you that first push. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, download that app, join that club, hang out with those people who make you feel good. Thank you so much, Emma and Raven, for joining us today. Thank this has been you. a great conversation. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, and thank you also to our sponsor, United Healthcare, for support of this podcast. Ways to Flourish is produced by Lindsay Heck, Calder Sprinkle, and myself, Jenny Helmendaller.